Welcome to the Pipeline. I'm Piper. I'm here to break it down for you in the following ways. News, pop culture, expect a little politics, and the general comings and goings of our planet. A quick shout out to my sponsors, Fades by Fox, best fades in the game. Go check him out and make your appointment today through his Instagram at the Trill Messiah and at 408 Farms, also on Instagram. These people are fine cannabis cultivators and canna products. Send my Cali fam a message on Instagram at 408 Farms with the coupon code Pipe Did It Again, and you'll receive an extra canna product made with love just for you. It's me, Piper, with the Pipeline, and as always, my co-host, Cullen. Hey, how you doing? So, we're coming at you with our fourth edition of the Pipeline, and it's about October 4th, 2019. October's pretty cool. I love spooky stuff. Mm -hmm. I love being spooky. Mm -hmm. Halloween, all that. I like misusing the word spooky. Gonna start off with some local spooktacular news. Um... Unfortunately, we have to hear this lady's name again, Amber Geiger, the woman who uh, killed Botham Jean in his apartment about a year ago in Dallas. Yeah, the, the female police officer that shot, that shot him dead. Uh, I swear, when apartment. she cries, she just looks like Voldemort. I hate her so much. Yeah, she's not great. It's like her face is a cup holder, but for fists. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> sure. So, um, the main uh, witness who testified on behalf of both of John, uh, Joshua Brown, um, another able-bodied young man. Young African-American man. Yes, African-American man, was found shot dead a couple days ago after her sentencing of only 10 years for manslaughter. Was it? Yeah, for minutes. For so... She shot someone dead in his own apartment, <laughs> knocked on the door, thought it was her apartment, supposedly, shot him dead, and then his across-the-hall neighbor, uh, who called the police and, uh, you know, reported the incident, and then was one of the main, he testified at he her trial and stuff. Yeah, he's a, he, he's a ma major part of the, of the, uh, court case and stuff. He was found, uh, he was found shot to death in Louisiana. And the story is, is like a wild goose chase. Like him and some people were going to Louisiana to get some bud, which just sounds strange it's to me. A small amount of it, yeah. It was, it like, was a small amount of um, marijuana, so the trip doesn't make sense anyways. When this Dallas, story first there, hit and Botham was killed, I kind of suspected a, some degree of premeditation. But now after Jonathan's been killed by what I think is some of, uh, this horrible lady, Amber Geiger's people, um, of course it was premeditated, and I can't wait to just get this way, this lady shut out of society and away from her people, because now, uh, what does this look like? One black, uh, dead man equals two black dead men now in Dallas? Yeah. For one white, crying white lady? Yeah. Like, I just don't get it. So, um... Well, and with him dead, too, it'll change the, uh... He was in... 
he was a big part of the state's evidence and stuff. So if they're trying to do appeals, anything like that, anything... They can't reference him at all. They can't bring... Well, they can reference what he already said in court, but he can't come forth with any anything new or an appeals he can't And the things he said can be further. altered over time. The meaning of them can be altered over time as uh, like lawyers look to do. It's just super unfortunate, and I really wanted to start off this episode kind of giving Joshua um, Brown a, like... An R.I.P. Uh, and Yeah, an R.I.P. and our thoughts were with his family. He did the right thing. Um, it's horrible that doing the right thing for a black man equal can mean he's dead here in Dallas. I, I'm I mean, America in general, but yeah, but here in Dallas, yeah, especially in this... She was a police officer. It's just everything. Nothing about this seems right. None of this makes sense. You only need to hang mean bitches, but mean bitches you must hang. You know what I'm saying? Sure, yeah. That's a movie quote. Hateful Eight. Uh, okay. So, um, I think that uh, for the human condition, it's important ever so often for us to... Uh, shed our inhibitions, our anxieties, um, our insecurities, what holds us back, you know? Um, just imagine what, how you would go after what you want in your life if you dropped these insecurities right at your feet and just press forward unapologetically. There's pounds. There's power in insignificance, and I think that we all need to be reminded that sometimes, because I think that we as individuals forget the sound of our own voice. And um, luckily, uh, a 16-year-old Swedish girl named Greta Thunberg has reminded all of that, all of us that how important that is. Oh yeah, how important. She is a student and a environmental activist. She is uh, 16 years old. She lives in well she's born and raised in Sweden and um, is the daughter of an opera singer and an actor. Um, Greta Greta's a special kind of person because uh, she she was always wondering what if and thinking bigger and thinking bigger as her uh, parents would report, have been reported to say. And at the age of eight, she started asking about climate change and how that would affect us in this planet. And then um, as she grew up, uh, about two years past, she started um, showing these signs for um, Asperger's syndrome, such as depression, uh, fatigue, she stopped talking, she stopped eating. So Asperger's syndrome is a higher functioning form of autism. However, it remains to be a developmental disorder affecting one's ability to effectively socialize and communicate, which um, Greta definitely had struggled with initially as a young girl. Around this time, Greta was also diagnosed as um, obsessive with obsessive compulsive disorder. So this means racing thoughts, um, obsessive behaviors, and um, to top it all off, she was uh, diagnosed with a rare disorder that sometimes goes along with Asperger's syndrome, uh, selective mutism. So selective mutism is uh, a childhood anxiety disorder uh, characterized by about 
characterized by the child's inability to communicate or speak uh, in certain situations, but the child can communicate and articulate what they want and their feelings perfectly um, when they are comfortable. So um, with all of this against her, Greta was asked how this has affected her going forward, and she acknowledged that her diagnoses have held her back in the past. However, she now refers to her Asperger's and OCD as um, superpowers because she believes that they are the driving force behind her obsession of her obsession with for, climate change. Yeah, activism. Because, like, first and foremost, she's an activist. Yeah, she's an activist first and foremost. So, you, so Greta is now... 11 years old in 2014 she's been diagnosed she's been isolated uh, she already knew she was different from her peers but before her doctor validated the fact that she doesn't and will never quite fit in with the rest of the group so um, upon hearing this Greta threw herself into trying to affect change First, locally, she um, challenged her parents to uh, lower their carbon footprint by becoming <clears throat> vegan and giving up flying in airplanes. Your carbon footprint is what you offset, like with gasoline, all the things that you it's do. It's the amount of carbon dioxide and other carbon compounds emitted right. due to the consumption or burning of fossil fuels. Right, right. It's it's uh, what you do in this world that hurts the planet essentially so um the thurnberg family stopped flying they which uh as a and which was really challenging for the family because the mother um is an international opera singer and the father is an actor so both both professions that this means that like her mother had to sacrifice her singing career for the dreams and the goals of um, Greta. Yeah, well, I think they were. I think both her parents were also very inspired. Like, when you have such a passionate child who, like, who cares so deeply about the planet and the the problems that the planet faces and stuff, I think yeah, it really, it probably really shook them, shook them to their core and made it important to them as well. Um, they. The, her mother's name is Melina Ehrman, and her dad's name is, oh, I can't find it, never mind. But she, um, her mother wrote a book outlining this struggle of hers in stepping away from her singing and putting her daughters first in her book, Scenes from the Heart, where she outlines, um, where she outlines the family's journey and then pretty much closes with challenging the reader to reconsider developmental disorders not as handicaps but as other ways we all, all differ from each other. So then about 2018 rolls around and Greta began her school climate strikes and public speeches for which she gained notoriety for me. But at first it was just her, just solo. She really didn't have any backup. Mm -hmm. She would uh, she would do like walkouts at school and she would try to do uh, like uh, like demonstrations and stuff and protests. And you can look, you can find photos of like 2018. It's truly just her with a with a picket sign and like she, no one else there. She 
really started from the bottom, like, just yeah. by herself. This is the time she started really kind of being a climate activist, and that is the collective of non-government organizations engaged in activism related to the issue. So with all of this uh, protesting and speaking, Greta had to take a sp sabbatical off of school. Which, and, um, that's, I mean, in my opinion, that's really cool of her parents to let her say, like, yeah, like, our daughter's special. She really has something interesting and important to say. We'll let her take some time off of school so she can change the world. That's, during, that's pretty cool. Yeah, during the sabbatical, she was going to, she's going to go speak in New York. Um, and then she's... Oh, she, yeah, she did, but yeah, she's... Oh, she visited environmental conferences in North America, Canada, and Mexico during this uh, sabbatical. Yeah, her time off of school. But uh, because she, they don't fly, they don't, they try to, uh, they don't use a big carbon footprint at all. They and for her to get to North America to speak, she wait. So she, um, that is super interesting. But I do want to get to mm -hmm. this. So she was actually, it's insane because uh, Greta Thunberg, which is like, she's honestly the environmental empress she is our savior at the moment she is wonder woman if there was ever to be one <laughs> sure. she uh, was inspired to start holding her weekly climate crisis protests at her school after the parkland florida sh school oh, yeah, shooting yeah, yeah. The, the reaction of the student body that she saw inspired her and she wanted to emulate that and so she she pretty much did she, she saw what those uh, students were doing and how much impact they had, even though they were just quote unquote kids and like young people, but they had so they had such an impact that you know they they did so much they accomplished oh, yes. so much and were able to you know speak and get on the national talk they on. They had the na the world's attention. Exactly, really. yeah, yeah, and she saw she saw that as a template that she could follow. So. um... This is where, so Greta kind of, great, Greta gains credibility or notoriety pretty quickly. It's uh, actually pretty insane. It seems as though it's a bunch of accidents almost that happen right in a row that get her this world round notoriety. So three, three months later in May 2018, Greta wins a climate essay competition held by a Swedish newspaper which catches the eye of Bo Thorin, a wealthy Swedish man who uh, is closely affiliated and a regular investor of fossil-free Dallas land, which is a European movement to um, lessen the use of fossil fuels. So she was, um, she attended a few um, fossil-free Dallas land meetings and this is where um, she began doc talking to Bo Thorin, and he gave her the idea or challenged her to start holding student protests at her school. And at first she would try to get people to join her and try to get people to join her, but they wouldn't. So she was like, fuck it, I'll do it by myself. All of y'all suck. So um, August 20, 2018, Greta Thunberg, um, a freshman in high school, um launched her protest 
subsequent the uh, harshest heat waves and exceedingly wildfire exceedingly aggressive wildfires and hottest summer Sweden has endured in over 260 years Greta's uh, protest began so um, Greta Thunberg's demands to the Swedish governments was that they reduce their carbon emissions in accordance with the Paris Agreement. Which, uh, the Paris Agreement is a thing that Trump backed out of. It got a lot of heat recently because it, it, I think it was, it, I think it was during the Obama administration it came together and it was just pretty much all, uh, the major lead, the major leaders of the world saying we need to do something about the climate change we need to yeah. you know the climate change is uh, happening and we need to do something about it and then one, one of the very first thing trump's did when he got into power is just uh, get he, on out of there yeah he backed out of it it's as if it was a sinking ship and he just had to go and it was yeah so that and that's why there's we're having all these problems now in America. Well, he had to pull out because then he, how would he make his steel factories in Florida? Oh, those steel factories and he's trying to get coal back in power and get the rust belt back moving and all all these ass backwards things. It's like I hear the music in my head like... You know, like yeah. it's just like we're going back. It's insane. It's We're going back in time. So Greta did her uh, weekly protests outside the Swedish parliament building. And um, she protested three days, uh, three days a week during school hours, and um, handed out pamphlets that said, "I'm doing this because adults are shitting on my future." Mm-hmm. She's always been, she's always been very articulate, which is something I respect. Yeah. She there she is no words. mincing words. Yeah, yeah. It's the whole enchilada. Right. And I appreciate that. I appreciate that, especially because she's it's um, serious, a young man. You can't, you can't female be bullshit about this. with disabilities. She's not going to be taken seriously, so she needs to be cut and dry. Mm-hmm. She needs to deliver a message, and I respect it, honestly. Okay, so now Greta goes world freaking wide. So Greta Thunberg began attacking public appeal after... Oh, excuse me, attracting public appeal after she posted a photo from her first uh, protest. Then the founder of Sweden's climate-focused social media company, Ingmar Ratsag, showed up to one of her many protests, took pictures of her, and then posted them on his Instagram and Facebook. Which has... And that day, her her social media blew up. She, he also made a video of her that in the same day had over 200,000 views. And then um, a Swedish banker, a representative of a Swedish bank, the bank named Noridia, quoted one of her tweets. And that day she gained 88,000 followers. Yeah, so she had been working on it for a little while. And then once some, some of the power players in Sweden got involved, because that's where she's from, she really blew up. And like that's her name got out there and she became a... Like, uh, social media, I mean, if you follow on social media, you know, it's a girl, she's a Swedish girl with the two pigtails, like, you, you, you've been, and she's probably got a mad face. Yeah, oh yeah, she, yeah, she, she doesn't look You better come correct. She doesn't look too happy, like, because she's not too happy, there's nothing to be happy about in this situation. But yeah, she, she blew up almost overnight. So, after October in 2018... 
Thurnberg's activism evolved from solitary protesting to demonstrations held throughout Europe. Massive de demonstrations, multi-city demonstrations. She rocked Europe. Is this one twenty? Is this one? Uh, what year is this? This is twenty eighteen. Okay. Okay. During this time, she made several um, public speak speaking um, appearances and began mobilizing and growing the number of followers as December 2018, more than 20,000 students had held strikes in at least 270 cities because they were all inspired by Greta in her weekly school protests. So um, this is where the story gets a little crazy. Mm -hmm. She she Greta doesn't even doesn't prove that she's about it. She proves that she's about about it, mm -hmm. and uh, that is the voyage of Greta Thunberg. So in 2019, it, Greta was invited to speak at the 2019 UN Climate Action Summit in New York and the 2019 United Nations Climate Change Conference in Chile. Well, in, so, the, in the UN thing in New York, that's where all the world leaders are. That's every, the, you know, the. Putin. That's where we saw her with Trump and like with Putin in there. All every, of that. yeah. So it, that's a big deal. Like they, this was a, she was invited to speak with all the big dogs, all the world leaders. She was invited to speak there. Which is insane for a sixteen-year-old girl. Oh um, yeah. Let alone a sixteen-year-old girl with uh, disabilities. Yeah. Like she truly is. Uh, blazing the trail for us all mm -hmm. and um, proving to be extremely effective. So um, flying is obviously out of the question for Greta because she doesn't fly. Because, because flying is a horrible way to try. It's, it's Jet fuel is yeah, horrible. Yeah. When planes take off, jet fuel rains upon like the entire land it flies over. It's insane. It's disgusting. It it's makes, no good for the environment. It's just... Uh, not great, not great at all. So, um, like, uh, so during the sabbatical, I always had a bit suspicion about the sabbatical when I was researching. I was like, she's taking a sabbatical, and I feel like this is for something. So during the sabbatical, her and her dad, along with whoever else they paid to help um, construct this boat, constructed a uh, small yacht that was ran by solar power and underwater water turbines, which... Uh, all clean energy. All clean energy. It was self-sustaining. The journey was uh, 3,500 nautical miles uh, long and lasted 15 days. They uh, left from Plymouth, England on the 14th of August and made it to New York City, New York, United States. On the twenty eighth of August, twenty nineteen, and they did that all on clean all clean energy. It was about like they they traveled just one hundred percent clean. They truly put their money where their mouth was. Yeah, they, exactly. They they weren't starstruck by the invitation to go speak at these conferences yeah, like, and jump on a plane. Because there's people like uh, like there's uh, people just like that. Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom. They were uh, they That's were. That's funny. It's a great example. They were uh, well. They were they went they, they were offered to go speak at a climate change thing, and they rode on a private jet to go there. Mm. And so like th those. I mean, you can do it one way, or you can really. 
be about it and uh, make yourself a boat. Yeah, make uh, a with no shower. Oh, oh yeah, sure. I didn't know that, but right on. Do you think that I would jump in the middle of the ocean, like the very middle? Oh, I'd be terrified. Oh my god, I'd be so scared. But she said she saw dolphins. I don't know if I would jump with the dolphins, but like, the ocean's scary, man. Oh yeah. man, ooh, I would jump out, but then I'd be screaming. Mm-hmm. But so, um, when we're listening to Greta's message, there's four interwoven themes. The first is humanity is facing an existential crisis. Second, or due to climate change. Second. The current, uh, the current generation of adults is responsible for, so that meaning um, not my generation, like my parents, they're responsible for. The boomers, the... Yes. The millennials um, who have caught a tremendous amount of crap for just existing is now uh, responsible for saving the world. But I don't know, whatever, whatever. That's mm. beyond me, I guess. Um, third, the climate change will have a disproportionate effect on the young people. And then four, not enough is being done about it. And I, the disproportionate effect on the young people is there will be no... <laughs> Water. The, there will be no... Yeah, the world will be uninhabitable by the time we are... are you know, by the time... Dust our, bowls, it, things won't be able to grow. Yeah. Animals will run through the city. The animals will start acting so strange. Or die off. Like, Did just you guys the realize really that, end. Like, that last summer, sorry, that last summer, more and more dogs um, went out, like, went down with heat, like, suffered heat yeah. exhaustion, and it was all over the radio, just, like, the signs of it, so you know if your dog's too hot. That's what's going to start happening. Yeah, just dogs, animals are gonna things die. are going to start getting too Dog, hot, well, and they're just going to die. And there's going to be dead just, animals around yeah, everywhere. Yeah, deer, everything. It's going to, in the stench. Yeah, sure. It's, it's going to be insane. <clears throat> and if you, uh, if you watch her speech at the UN, she, first off, she was pissed. And she was saying how, how, like, how dare, um, people of the older generation say, they are putting this problem on us and asking us to do the right thing and asking us to move forward and do what needs to be done when they have caused all this pro- all these problems they're, and they're doing nothing to fix it other than saying that the younger generation needs to fix it before it's too late but it's already too late because of the the older generations that have done just irreversible damage yeah it's 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 crazy. She, um, Greta also uh, feels that the greenhouse gas emission curve needs to start declining steeply no later than 2020. In February 2019, at a conference of the European Economic and Social Committee, she stated that the EU must reduce CO2 emissions by 80% by 2030, which is double the amount uh, set by the Paris Agreement. Yeah, that's ridiculous. We need change and we need it now. And the thing is, is um, people feel as though this, that we're stuck. But once we start to try, the planet reacts much quicker than we even thought it would. Mm-hmm. When, um, think, when things are put, when policies are put in place to help the planet heal, it does just that. So um, loads of people support Greta Thunberg. Um, in February of this year, 224 uh, college professors signed an open letter of support stating they're inspired by the actions of Greta Thunberg and her school strikes. 
when uh two i don't know if y'all remember it was maybe what a month or so back maybe two months back there was worldwide huge protests across all types of major cities across all over the world about the climate change and it was a huge it was a huge deal it was all over the news it was in it was in dallas it was in just every, every american major city european major cities and the funny thing was it was i think a year's difference between when she her first protest where it was just her sitting there yeah. with a sign and now it's been one year and it's mad it's, it's troves of people yeah it's it's a, it's a movement now it's called the greta effect the greta effect is the widespread awareness and activism among young people across the globe and uh, more and more officials admit to the fact the previous generation failed the planet, and it is up to the younger generation to literally save the world. In August, the effect is felt so much. In August 2019, when the census was taken uh, for how many children's books were published, children's books which dealt with climate change were being published at twice the rate they were last year. And then because of Greta, climate change issues are the forefront of every election. The European Parliament election that just happened, the climate crisis took center stage at all debates. Green parties are gaining membership at a much more accelerated rate. Most are young Northern Europeans who have been directly inspired by Greta Thornburg. But the amount of people using public transit has also gone, gone up, which reflects a growing public concern of CO2 emissions. So things are starting to lean in the other, oh, in yeah. a more positive way, bit by bit. When uh, AOC and Bernie Sanders are all talking about the Green New Deal, the Green New Deal needs to happen so that there can be future generations. Like, that that's the American side of it. Is where everyone's talking about the, uh, well, not everybody, but the left-leaning uh, politicians are talking about the Green New Deal, which is something that needs to happen and needs to happen soon. And then, um, especially in a capitalist society like America, uh, we don't just need these uh, activists, we need money behind it. Um, so wealthy philanthropists have um, donated almost half a million pounds They're starting to, to put their money where their mouth is. They're starting to help out. Ex uh, for, to support Extinction the Rebellion. And one of these guys, Trevor Nelson, who is an American businessman and um, advisor to politicians and celebrities alike. So uh, this man, uh, he intrigues me because he holds like an evil position in our country. Mm -hmm. But he has gone on record saying that the three richest members of the uh, uh, climate change organization that he has formed are going to go worldwide talking to the mega rich so that this organization has 100 times the amount of funds that it has already. And to me, that's what's important. You hear all the time, like, oh, don't use clear straws, uh, you know, you gotta recycle, and all that's important. Don't get me wrong. Every, that You need to do that. Everyone needs to do their part. But what's killing the planet isn't the clear straws it isn't the the small you know you it's driving in your prius it's these huge mega corporations and all these people using their private jets and doing these huge factories billowing out this like toxic smoke 
do what do your part, but it's it's up to these people, the mega rich, these huge corporations, to really come correct. So she hasn't been received well by everybody. Uh, President of Russia, Vladimir Putin, dislikes her very much, and he's extremely condescending, um, which I find a little more interesting because uh, the way in which he speaks about her, he is so condescending, recognizing her gender and her disability instead of listening to her message. Oh, and it's not just him. It's there's so m all the talking heads on, you know, Fox and stuff. They uh bring up her disabilities. They say, "Oh, well, what's a 16-year-old girl? Can, what what does she know? What can she say?" Everyone's is, is the same thing that happened with the Parkland kids. They they're this is a generation that's being affected the most by it, but they aren't allowed to speak on it. Everyone is they're trying to discredit her by, but with with really zero logic behind it. It's just it's old people being scared with of young no people. Morals. Yeah, it's it's just moralist people that want to keep living their life the way they want to live it and how it's worked for them, and they're just saying, oh well, she's young, she doesn't know anything. I was watching a Fox clip where this man was said, well, the uh, he he was uh, he it was horrible. He was saying a. Uh, a, a young girl with, uh, he, he's saying uh, her parents are forcing her to do this and that she has uh, mental disabilities and just every, all of these people just are trying to discredit her in every, every which way. But at the because same time, they contradict she, their agenda. Right. But at the same time, she's been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. So she's doing she's something also, right. She's also filed uh, lawsuits against the uh, against France and Germany because they are not on track to meet their um, emissions reduction target they uh, committed to in their Paris Agreement. And then Donald Trump dislikes her because she criticized him in any way, shape, or form, and he can't stand that oh, coming yeah. from anybody. <laughs> especially, or especially a young, a young so woman. He, he can't take that. He mocks her. He um, just like Putin. He tries to make her a non-threat. He tries to silence her voice. But the thing is, is it has taken this Swedish sixteen-year-old girl with Asperger's and OCD to be angry enough and care enough and obsessed enough about where we're going to not care about how insignificant she is. And to not care how insignificant you are, it looks like so much can be achieved when we allow ourselves to forget that we are only one. My name is Piper with The Pipeline. That's all for this week. That's my uh, co-host, Cullen, over there. What's up, Cullen? Hey, how y'all doing? I Do hope you have any closing week. thoughts? No, just, you know, you know, fight the man. <laughs> Support Greta Thunberg, uh, excuse me, uh, on um, Instagram. Her Instagram is at Greta Thunberg, and then her Twitter is at Greta Thunberg. And then you can check me out on Instagram at pipe underscore line underscore live. And then you can check my co-host Cullen out here on Instagram at the Trill Messiah. Yeah. I know. <laughs>
and um, give us some love. We'll show it right back. I'll see you guys next week with some more riveting content. This is Piper. Goodbye.